Kia ora. Welcome to Rhythms Podcast, a father and son conversation around the daily rhythm of reading the Bible in community, partnering with the Holy Spirit for connection and growth. And we're back. Final week of our uh, discussion on John 12 to 17. I'm Elijah. I'm your host and I'm here with my dad, Paul Burton. Good day. Great to be here. On our Rhythms podcast. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, giving giving framework and teaching and thoughts to our Bible plan. Uh, I'm talking about the Unite Neighbourhood Church Bible plan that we have up on our website that anyone really uh, can be a part of. It's part of our rhythm as a prayerful community, mm-hmm. communities of love that we are around the world. It's yeah. central to us as we pray, as we walk, as as people of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. people of the way, practicing the way of Jesus. We share the Bible together um, as we walk along the road. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of Deuteronomy 6. We we tie these things around our necks. We, we share about them as we walk along the road. We share them with our mm-hmm. children. And so this is part of helping to give teaching and framework um, because although our journey with church is about everyone playing their part and sharing from the word together, mm. we still very much believe in preaching, teaching, and God has called people to help bring that out. And we just want to be mm. obedient to God. And that's really where this podcast is coming from. Yes. And uh, as we speak about some thoughts from John 17, uh, we're encouraging you to to be looking into scripture, be yes. listening to the Holy Spirit as we read in John 14 and John 16, the uh-huh. Holy Spirit has come to teach us, mm. and He teaches our hearts. Yeah. He teaches us how to believe. He teaches us truth. He's the Spirit of truth, uh, the Spirit of revelation, the Spirit who testifies to our spirit of Jesus Christ, the yes. Spirit of comfort, the counsel, so many things. And He's with us, and we want to step into Him yes. and say, Holy Spirit, as we uh, look together into Scripture, uh, we are expecting you to be teaching Yeah. Uh, and revealing truth into our hearts. And as he does that, we find faith comes alive Mm, for that to become our practice and our reality. So we don't want to get in between you and God. We don't want to sit over the top of you and just tell you what to do. But we want to bring some thinking, some thoughts that we feel will help be helpful. Uh, But you deal with them before God and you put them into practice before God with the Holy Spirit. That's how it works. Share them in your neighbourhood groups. Talk to one another about them. Encourage one another with them. Absolutely. And, you know, just while we're on that uh, topic of hearing from God and mm. obeying, three things we just want to throw your way to consider. One, we'd love to hear from you. So um, we've got our emails at the end of this podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, contact us. We've had lots of people from around mm. um, well, our neighborhood churches mm. and uh, uh, share, share with us and let us know what's been mm. helpful for them and what they've enjoyed and um, the things that they encourage us to keep going on with this podcast. So that's been really great. Um, it's been really helpful actually to learn Good. as we figure out our rhythms together and sharing. Um, and we've had yeah people that are that are listening all across the uh, the globe. Um, or if you're a flat earther, the, yeah, across the earth. The, Bowl. I don't know. No. No, sorry, being cheeky. But um, yeah, all across the globe. We should edit that out. Um. We, <laughs> Dan, can you do that? Um, uh, uh, yeah. So we, yeah, mm. people listening from Switzerland, yeah. Luxembourg, America, um, Germany, um, little 
bits and pieces here and there. So, you know, if you're listening, if you got all the way to this podcast, to this session, hi, <laughs> you're cool. Um, yeah, so let us know where things are going. And second, if you want to see these podcasts continue, um, uh, this takes finance and post, uh, post-production post and uh, to, to move these things along, to produce mm. these podcasts. So if you want to contribute financially, you feel like God's calling you to do that, you can get on our website, you'notchurch.org.nz mm. and contribute and put a, put a comment there and we'll make sure it goes to making these things available. Uh, and finally, if you want to get involved in a neighborhood church or you're thinking about starting up one where you are, um, anywhere around the world would love to help doesn't have to be a unite one we're not here to mm. spread the name of unite we're here to serve the name of jesus no we're yes we're believing for just a fresh move of discipling yep. uh, that flows of its own accord self-sustainable self-replicable but we know it needs leadership and it needs some uh you know robust thinking about the gospel about yep. jesus and about the one another's yep. and about how we do it flows and mission out of that so we're doing a lot of that thinking and, and and working to practice it. Uh, Absolutely. So any of those things hit your heart, um, you would love to hear from you. Mm. And so we just entrust them to you, as we say, yeah. God's talking so, to you. John 17. John 17. So we're going to wow. start with 6, 30, 16, 33, and then yep. move into 17. Yep. We're going to tackle it in three blocks. We're going to go 17, 1 to 10, 11 to 19, and then 20 to 26. Yeah. Now this um, this chapter we could do a million podcasts on, couldn't we? Maybe not a million, but definitely many, 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 many uh, thousands, trillions. Yeah, um, yeah. this prayer of pretty Jesus, sig- pretty significant, eh? It is. There's not it many is. times that we get Jesus's prayers in not, the Gospels not with this depth. Not with this depth. We this get depth one that he, length, yes, this, yeah. yeah, not many at all. Yeah. But this is this is a really powerful look at his heart, and, the heart of God. And uh, for those who uh, this is helpful to, Matthew 26, uh, you see really the same prayer, the same time of prayer recorded differently. And it doesn't mean it's a different prayer, it's just that it was seen, the different parts of it were mm-hmm. were brought out. So it's a great passage to read mm-hmm. uh, around about verses 39, 40 on. We find Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane praying. That's where John 17 is, in the Garden Mm. of Gethsemane praying. He goes from this moment to being arrested. The end of this prayer, the next thing is Jesus is arrested Mm. and and on uh, and taken to the the high priest and so forth through to the cross. So this is Thursday night. Hey, quick little little um, little tidbit, little fun fact: the high priests are not Pharisees. They're Sadducees. The high priests are a family. Sadducees come from a collection of families from the tribe of Levi, so priests. Yeah. Um, but they're like they're like uh, from this is information that I gleaned off Baymar, but they're like like a mafia family lot. So they're corrupt, incredibly corrupt uh, mm. group of people. They actually um, uh, a part of a part of getting Herod becoming king. King Herod in the Bible is not is most likely not a Jew at all. He married a Jewish princess yeah, and yeah. became a Jew. Um, so pretty corrupt from the get-go. And so you've, when the Bible talks about high priests and the teachers of the law, he's talking about two different groups of people. Yeah. And my understanding is Sadducees were quite secular. That's right. Uh, quite secular. And, and had 
an acknowledgement to all the formalities right. and traditions right. of the temple and the law that yeah. were made up the infrastructure nation of Israel, but but they weren't didn't take the spirituality too seriously and didn't believe in the resurrection, mm. whereas the Pharisees were those attempting to be more conservative, more true to the text, believing in the resurrection, believing in a Messiah. Yeah. And so quite they, different groups of people, really. Quite different groups of people, yeah. So just, just yeah. there you go, there's a little fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact. Okay, let's get into this. Not We're relevant gonna, to John 17. Not at all. Directly, but is relevant in the whole story but, of the but gospel. But if you know us as Burtons, we like to give you tangents that aren't necessarily relevant. And, and we've got a lot to cover today, so we're using up the time. And we need to get into John 17. Right. Yes, yeah. unlike you, Dad. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, John 16, verse 33. I have told you these things, Jesus talking to his disciples, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Then pause. Jesus has finished talking to his disciples. He's made this amazing statement, which we should probably good to read over and over again and uh, mm. just get it alive in us. In this world you'll have trouble, mm. but take heart. I have overcome the world. Mm. In this world you will have trials and tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. In this world you'll face persecution. You're going to be killed. You're going to be put in prison. You're going to see everything you see around you completely changed and turned upside down, mm-hmm. but take heart. Mm-hmm. But take heart. Come on, take heart right now. Feel your heart swell with strength and hope and courage. Take heart. I've overcome the world. And then when he had spoken these words, he lifted his eyes to heaven and said, Father. Mm. John 17, 1. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Mm. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Mm. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me and they accepted them. They know with certainty that I came from you and they believe that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. Wow. Yeah. So where do we start with that? Yes. Isn't it? um, I find it uh, meaningful to me anyway that after saying to them, take heart, I've overcome the world, Mm. uh, Jesus' next step is to pray to the Father. Um, I yeah, yeah I love that I, I find a couple of things I love the the glory that I mm. had with you before the world began I love yeah. how Jesus always pulls it all the way back such a good reminder for yeah. us that he always brings it back yeah. to this this didn't just happen now like it's not just a moment in history there's there's a sense of it being ordained and the sovereignty of God and also that this existed pre 
creation, that the love of God, mm. the person of God, the persons of God mm. existed before creation is so powerful for me because I'm so within creation that I can find yeah. it really easy to find my life within the framework of time and space. Yes, yeah. So we're seeing that this little moment in Jesus' story and his, his disciples' story with him, the way their lives were working out on uh-huh. just this moment uh-huh. uh, and the moments that are coming are one with the eternal story of God That's over all of creation and all time. And then we remember for ourselves mm. that the, the day we're in today, the issues, struggles, questions, joys, successes, failures, great mm. things, not so good things, all of it, and those which are coming tomorrow mm. are just uh, are also just small parts of a much, much greater story. Yep. And and sometimes things look like they are quite astray today. I've got a few yeah. of those. Mm-hmm. that You just have no idea why in your mind why it's working out as it is, mm. but you trust that it's part of a bigger story and, and it's just a loose thread that in some way God's getting ready yeah. to weave back in in another way or yep. to do something with that maybe we haven't even asked or imagined. And... Uh, uh, and maybe we have, maybe we haven't, but he knows mm-hmm. what he's doing. Yeah, that's right. He is working out his plan from uh-huh. before time through to the end of the time on our world, and Jesus is the way it's done, and Jesus is reflecting that in his prayer. I also find yeah. that, that uh, I'm quite, fr- I mean, for me, just reading some of this and the way that Jesus, God, talks about what he is walking into and the, and the life he is to live. And I'm, I find it quite confronting, actually. Yeah. I find there's all those bits in me, those Herodian or Hellenistic parts mm. that of, of, of me, the society I've grown up in that, ironically, this um, Greco-Roman Hellenistic, it's all about me. Yeah. Before Jesus was born, it still exists now. Maybe it always did. But yes. there's that, you know, I think for me, yeah. that the confronting that Jesus goes. Yeah. Hey, you know what, God, I'm yeah. here to do what you've said. Like, I finished the mm. work you gave me to do. Yeah. What does it mean for us to say that to God? So, so we've got here. Yeah. I just want to finish the work. And we won't always know exactly. Uh, maybe we won't know as clear as Jesus did. Maybe we will. But we can, we can aim for it. We can commit to it. We can give ourselves to it. But just listen, let's look, look at the, uh, the word glory here. And um, we find it in, what, verse 1. Uh, verse 4, verse 5, verse 10, yep. he, he lifted his eyes and he said, The hours come, Father, glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. We see this relationship. It shows up in, in, in John 12. We saw in Jesus saying, you know, uh, I'm troubled. What do I do with this trouble? Do I ask God to take it away? No. I ask that the Father would be glorified right. through my trouble. We see it in John 15, 8, this idea of glory. He says, I- I'm praying that you would be pruned by the Father and yeah. cut back and you'd learn to remain in me and learn to love one another, but but that you would be a fruit that the fa- that would bring glory to the Father. It's not a it's all the way through these passages and and this this, this relationship mm. of the Jesus and the Father, mm. and the Father and Jesus, us and Jesus, and therefore us and the Father, yep. and the Father and us. And so we've got this, and then verse 4, he, he goes on, and uh, so the, the, I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work mm. you gave me to do. And, and doesn't that really help us to know, why am I on earth? 
to bring God What is the glory. work God has given me yeah. to do? Yeah. Well, what, what is one aspect of his work he's given every believer to do? Believe in him? A new commandment. Love one another. Yeah. As he has loved us. Yeah, isn't that? That's part of the work. That's right. Like if we do, think, what's God's will for me? Well, that's right. it starts and finishes within that commandment. It, it never leaves that commandment. That's right. And that is the be, parameter of yeah, his will for us. Love one another mm. as I have loved you. Get to the end of your day. What did you do with your life? Well, you did what I asked you to do. You loved one another as mm. I have loved you. You loved the one another's in your life yep. as I have loved you. Was it the other verse Five and now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with that mm. glory I had before the world existed. And, and then, verse 10, which I find very significant, uh, we read, All mine are yours, and all yours are mine. This, I and the Father, we're just one, everything we have is ours. Mm. And that should say something to us about love one another as I have loved you. Mm. Then he says, I am glorified in them. So, people who, you know, where's the glory of God on the earth today? And us. And disciples yep. who love one another yeah. as Jesus loved them. The glory is coming down. Well, the glory came down in Jesus. Yep. And it goes back up again in the love one another as I have loved you. And, yeah. and then you have this, this is a prayer. And in, and I, I just, when I was thinking of verse 2 this morning, uh, I thought mm. also of Jesus' prayer in Matthew 26. And in Matthew 26, I think it is verse 39, We've got that um, prayer when Jesus says, if it is possible, take this cup from me. Mm. He actually says more than that. He says, you know, the thought of this cup, the cross, the how I am going to love mm. others, how I'm going to lay my life down because I love others yep. is deeply troubling to me. Yep. If it's possible, Father, take this cup from me, mm. yet not my will, but your will be done. Mm. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you, yep. not my will, but your will be done. I hope you see the yep. connection there, listeners, that as we learn to live in that prayer, mm. maybe we'll also be in this prayer, mm. Father, not my will, mm. but your will be done. Father, this cup of loving one another as you love me, it, it gets pretty heavy at times. Mm. Uh, it's uncomfortable at times. It cuts against Mm. It interrupts my day. Mm. It interrupts my plans. Yep. It interrupts my plans for my finances. It interrupts my who I thought I was. I found God sometimes works through my weakness, not my strength, mm. uh, and these sort of things. And and I'm never too sure where I'm at with it. And, and that costs me something. Yeah. But my heart's got to come back and say, Father, but not my will, but your will be done. Yeah. Glorify your son, that your son might glorify you. What about this one thought? This is the Son of God, Jesus. Where do we fit in that verse? Where do disciples fit in that verse? Mm. Where do the many sons and daughters of God fit in that verse? Can we pray, Father, glorify mm. glorify me as a Son of God, mm. that I can glorify you? Maybe that's John 15, 8. I pray that you'll be bearing fruit that will bring glory to the mm. Father. Yeah. 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 We're in there. He's wanting us to be in there. Well, don't, with we, him. don't we see that later on? Yeah. Yeah. The other thought that stood out to me, um, just moving off the glory, mm. uh, is this, this verse 2. Yeah. Um, 
since you have given him authority, yeah. he's talking about himself over all flesh. He's praying to the Father about himself in the third person. It's mm. an interesting one, eh? Uh, yeah, and funny. he says, he's saying, since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life mm. to all whom you have given him. And uh, do you remember Genesis one twenty six? He made Adam and man, created man, let us create man in our own image, mm. in our own likeness, and give them authority mm. over all flesh. Mm. And I don't know what, if you read that in the NIV, it might have said over all people. Yeah. But over all flesh is a better translation because that's the word. Yeah. And I think it fits. You've got the first Adam who had responsibility to have dominion over the life of all people, to bring them life, to lead them in life, who, who through his actions brought a curse of sin and death on all people. Mm-hmm. And we can read that in Romans 5, if you want to, um, from around about verse 12 to 19. And, and But here we have this one who's come, not as just a second Adam, but as the last Adam and the final Adam, mm. and he has come to bring life to mm. all flesh. Mm. I saw that too, his authority to bring life, replacing the authority of of Adam mm. uh, there. But the other, other thought that stands out to me is this, this verse 3. And this is eternal life, mm. that they know you. He said about his disciples, that they've received this eternal life which I've given brought to them because they know you, the only true God and yeah. Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Mm. And uh, I think they, they've settled the truth question. And there's some stuff um, we were talking about before and you were about, about what's true. Mm. How do we determine what's true for us? How do we determine how we live our lives? Mm. And he's saying that these guys have settled the truth question. Yeah. It's the uncreated God. Mm. Um, the God of the, script, the scriptures mm. reveal. Mm. The God who Jesus Christ is the revelation of this, Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father, you know me, you know the Father. To know Jesus, yeah, yeah. to know God. Yeah. So what's this God like? Any thoughts? How much time do we have? <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, we go on and on. But, but it's a big question, isn't it? Because if I'm not asking that question in my devotional life, yeah. How am I going to know who you are, God? Yeah. Um, we will find that the tendency of all of us mm. is to be creating God in our own image or according to our own desires or to sort of fit how we Absolutely. want to live our lives. Yeah. It's not an exception. There's no exceptions really to that. It's yeah. been happening one way or another since Genesis 3. Yes. And, and so we need to be pushing back against that yeah. by reminding ourselves We've come to know the one true God, and it's not me. Mm. And I have a tendency to want to make him fit me. Yep. But no, I am continually recalibrating my life to fit him, yep. these disciples. Yep. And he says later on yep. in there, they have accepted your word mm. and they obeyed your word. They didn't always understand the word, mm. Mm. but they received the word of God and they obeyed the word of God, showing that they knew God. And, and so that's so important for us, isn't it? And even that picture of Jesus as God, just listening to the Father and following and doing what he said, like it's, it's I think we find the word like obedience really difficult 
mm. in our society. Yes. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me to obey. Yeah. Don't tell me what to do. You can yeah. tell. Um, you can tell why we find it so difficult, yeah. <laughs> our responses to um, authority. So right now yeah. it's the government. But yeah. if it wasn't the government, it would be something else yeah. that we would have an issue with because we struggle to be told what to do. And mm. we do, don't we, eh, Dad? Oh, we do, yes. And I'm really intrigued with that because, mm. because mm. Jesus says, oh, I'm actually going to trust God. I'm going to, um, oh, there was a really good, there was a really good quote on, on sin that I had on my phone, but I can't find it. Uh, but it was yeah. something essentially like, I'm not trusting, I'm not trusting in God. Sin is just not trusting God's That's story. Right. And that yeah. God, what, what yeah. God has is good for me, and looking to a lie to fulfill yeah. me, and and there's yeah. this place of Jesus shows us what it's like to be in connection to God and to trust yeah. Him fully. And we'll talk about that just a bit more when we read verses eleven to nineteen. Yeah, and we can do that in a moment. Um, but there's this uh, the doing. Yeah. Jesus said, "I brought glory to Him because I did. Yeah, I obey these disciples." They know you're the only true God, and they know I, Jesus Christ, that the revelation of God, this connection is there. Yeah. And then why? How, how does he know they know? They've accepted his word, and they obeyed it. Wow. They uh, accepted his word, and they obeyed it. It's not just yes. saying, oh, yeah, I believe. They accepted his word, and they obeyed wow. it. Um, I, was, I was going to mention something, but I felt like John 17, 9, I'm praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you've, you've given me, for they are yours. It's an interesting line. I'm not yes. praying for the world. I'm praying for them. I don't think we've got time to look into their, their. So if you're listening, you might want to ask yourself, you know, just to think about that for a while. Yeah. So let's read on um, verses 11 to 19. Here uh, we go. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, Protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. Mm. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by that name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that scripture would be fulfilled. Mm. I'm coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they may have the full measure of joy, of my joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. Yeah. So I want us to talk about um, this idea that I see in reading these verses Mm. of being not of the world, Uh but in the world. We'll just read, I'll just read verse um, 16 and 18 uh, without 17. And he says, they are not of the world, just as Mm. I am not of the world, Mm. as you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And, of course, we started in verse 11 Mm. with that, I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. Yeah. Um, And so... So what is it? What is Jesus saying when? when mm. Well, let's start off this question. What's the world? 
is the world like just just the the way of the world so the culture of the world the spirit that is not of god so that just yeah the culture that yeah. looks to that essentially began at that decision in in genesis 1 that culture where that evil said that Genesis self- 3 sorry oops yeah. <laughs> oops uh, yeah, yeah Genesis yep. 3 that break in trust yep. and that almost that Pandora's box of evil yes. being yeah. opened up and then you see that yeah. that's essentially the spirit of the world yes well, that's because yeah. it's not the earth yep, not and the it's earth. not creation no so it's not creation it's not people as creative beings yep. it's not the earth as creation yeah good it's the world and it's yeah, I, I think Colossians helps us to understand it, where it says he's delivered us from the domain of darkness, yeah, okay, and transferred us into the kingdom, mm-hmm. the domain of his beloved son, yes. from so from the world to the not of the world, yeah. And, and then later on, after talking about Jesus uh, a bit, and it says um, coming down to some verses where it talks about us being at enmity with him. Mm. And verse 21 in Colossians 1, And you who once were alienated, foreign to God, yes. and hostile in mind. So the world is that part of the all the ideas and um, cultures mm. and beliefs and all that stuff that flows that we that through minds and feelings mm. and, and the belief structures, that's alien to God. Yeah who created the heavens and the earth, and is, in fact, hostile to him. So it has a lot to do with minds and thoughts and beliefs and yes. that. Later yes. on in Chapter 2, he, he talks about, um, and it's all one discussion, mm. he, he says, I say this in order, Chapter 2, Verse 4, that no one may de- delude you with plausible arguments. Uh, so, so this world is full of plausible arguments for things, that aren't true. Mm. They, they might have some. They might have lined up some facts correctly, but they're not the truth about life and the mm. truth about creation and the truth about why we're here. Mm. Uh, they're not true. And, and later on, he says, um, "See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy." And that doesn't mean you know uh, an empty deceit according to human traditions, mm. according to the elemental principles of this world according to Christ. We could go on and it mm. actually talks also about dreams. It talks about vision. It talks about religious stuff. But it's all the surface stuff. And I think it's important to note that because many of us would like to tie it to, oh, you know, the world is, is uh, liberalism or or legalism. or And it's like, no, no, all of that actually carry the same spirit. Yeah. So that, that, yeah. that uh, religious legalism that looks to crush the human spirit yeah. um, that is not of God that that liberalism that looks to create a false sense of freedom yep. and a selfishness and pride that says we'll do whatever this progressiveness that is not of God yeah. so the left political left is not of God the political <laughs> right is not of no. God it's, 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 it's not, all not of God it's all not of God yeah. so we're not looking to because I've, it's, it's easy then to go, oh, well, God wants yeah. this. And no, 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 the spirit that we see here is not. Yeah. And, and so another place to read, if you are uh, keen, yep. what is the will? Well, I find Matthew 6. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth when moth and rust destroy. Mm. I'm not going to read all, but you could read yep. all the way down to 34. Yes. But that whole principle of living to have, to grasp, to get, um, the living to live from the outside in, from what I'm seeing to the unseen, whereas this, 
It's just the world. The world is is about judgment. You go down into. We all have a bit of this. In yeah, this, we all we? we all do. We are all rescued from the world out of it. So we all have a have it all over us and through us. And that comes up of another subject in these verses. Mm. But yeah, you know, this one he talks about. Don't mm. be like the pagans who run after these things. That's the world. Don't be anxious about things. Mm. That's the world. Don't live harassed by these things. That's the world. Um, and so we, he says, you're not of this world, just as Jesus was not of this world. I find this challenging. I'm not saying this Same. is easy stuff, but it's possible because Jesus says so. One of the things, um, I think I mentioned the story the other week, that really stood out to me is when Isaac re-dug one of Abraham's wells. Yes. And then some people come along and say, oh, that's actually our well. He just walks off and gets another one. And I thought, spirit of the world, fight for it. Fight for justice. This is my well. I re-dug it. It was my father's well. And I re-dug it. It's my well. You don't have any part of it. Get out of here. It's mine. I'm going to protect it. He says, oh, no, I've got a God who can provide. I don't live from lack, I live from plenty. I'm just going to go over there and dig another well because God will provide for me so I can freely release, even though it's unjust, this to other people to bless them. After all, Abraham was called that him and his descendants would be a blessing to all people, so Isaac was blessing others. And then that happened to him several times. And I say, Spirit of the world, get, grab, hold, protect, mine, mine, mine. (laughs) Not the Spirit of the world. Give, release, free, um, not so concerned about what's mine, more concerned about how people around us are being blessed. And I think, you know, uh, the beauty of this moment, because I, man, I feel really convicted reading this. And I think this is also the value of of practicing mm. a way in the midst of the messy world, you know, in, in the midst of the world that, that we notice in us and that gets on yeah. us, that we are practicing the Bible, being washed by the word. Yes. Play things yes. like you listening right now, oh listener, yes. oh beautiful, wonderful listener, you are being washed by the word, we're yeah. engaging in the word together in our yeah. churches, we're sharing from the word to yeah. remind us who we actually are. Yes, that's Because right. we forget, because to be honest, I listen to this and I'm like, man, I had quite an anxious week last week and yeah. I just got caught up in admin and I got caught yeah. up in anxiety and I found myself being quite anxious about things that needed to get done, mm. that didn't get done, that I couldn't get my head around. And so like, you know, do not be anxious about these things. Do not run after these things. Do not. Yeah, I could find myself in all of those camps, yes. wanting things, and, desiring and I, things. I'd agree. And, and, and just go back in my journal in the last week, I could go and open you where there's actually four pages um, uh, of processing because I feeling um, I suppose, you know, do not let your heart be troubled. And mm. feeling I am troubled mm. in myself over some of the circumstances around my life and, and some of the questions on them. Mm. And so I've got to sit with the Word and with God and I have to get to the place where I'm not letting my heart be troubled. And it's the washing with the yep. Word yep. that that's part of that. And, and, uh, and I'm not sure yeah. if, you know, for some of you guys, uh, you know, I will not be the type of leader uh, that masquerades with a sense of constant victory that you know and what i mean by that is oh look at me i'm always got faith and my faith means that i'm always above you know no no that's just i actually think that is absolutely uh unattainable and actually just gives judgment on people when leaders do that you know i want to be the type of leader judgment of the world that's right so that's of the world because we're trying to man make 
women make ourselves. And mm. for me, I'm like, actually, no. And even right now, I have to fi- I'm finding myself having to fight anxiety. Like, it's not just like, oh, sweet, I read the word and now I'm good. Mm. No, but I'm made aware of who I actually am. Yep. And I, I'm, I'm engaging in the fight for yep. m- to, re- to, 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 to believe the truth of God. That's right. And, and how do we live? And another a couple of questions I could add in, you know, if we ask ourselves, what is this world? We've been yep. talking about that at length, yep. which begins to lead into what is not the world. Yep. And, and I think we have to come to the, the address the word spirit. Yes. It's a different spirit. Mm-hmm. A different spirit means a different heart. Yes. It means a different motivation means a different uh-huh. vision. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm looking somewhere differently. Mm-hmm. And and we see particularly Galatians 5, and that's another yes. place to read if you want to see what's of the world and what's not of the world, because he tells us the fruit of the sinful nature are. Mm. And there's a whole lot of things listed there. Yep. And we, we often major on the ones that you know, are really gross. Um, and we think, oh, that's not us. But there's some that simply say factions, anger, uh, divisions. Yeah. So if we are doing something, holding a line that's causing division with people, yeah. that's of the world. Yeah. Um, it's not the spirit of unity. Yeah. But it also talks about the fruit of the spirit, and they are not the fruit of the human nature. Yeah. They are not the fruit of the person who, 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 yeah, they're the fruit of the spirit in a person. So what is not the world is that which is of the spirit. Uh, and then John 60, 60, John 6, verses about 60 to 63, when Jesus' yep. disciples say, we don't understand this. We don't get what you're saying. Mm. And, and Jesus says, my words are spirit Do you know, and life. Absolutely. Just to go and, back to uh, Galatians, because I, I, I love, I mean, I think most of us who have any sense of faith uh, would know what you're talking about, particularly in the fruit of the spirit. Um, I'm so intrigued. I it, it keep This is the verse it keeps giving, because it doesn't say the fruit of the spirit is miracles. no. Um, and problem-free life. It doesn't say the fruit of the Spirit is that you live with a sense of uh, victory that means that nothing ever hurts you or makes you feel aggrieved. Yeah. You know, No, it says love, joy, yeah. peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It's almost like the fruit of the Spirit keep is going, how we respond against, against such things. There is no law. Yeah. They don't come from the outside in. That's exactly they what come I was going to say. Inside out. It's like a response yeah. to the pressure of the world. Mm. The, the fruit of the Spirit is almost like, and here's how you respond when you've got the Spirit inside of you, growing this inside That's of right. you. This Because forbearance is like a response word. Yeah. You wouldn't have to forbear. You don't have to endure yeah. under if there's nothing to endure under. That's right. Why would you have to have self-control endure if everything's through. good? Yeah. You have self-control because of yeah. temptation. Yeah. Self-control doesn't make sense. There's no sense of limiting. So, so going on because of time. Yeah. Well, I just think so, I just so read this, I, I just, you guys. Before we go to that, I just wanted yeah. to ha- touch, touch that. You know, there's that verse in John 15 that says, "And whatever you ask for." And we see this a lot. Mm. I'll give you. And we, I was at um, one of our neighborhood churches, the Deaf Neighborhood Church, and someone. I just asked, "What are you?" thankful for God for and they said we hadn't even talked on it because Karen was just about to bring a little quick thought on John 15 and this person said um, I'm thankful that God we're united to God and um, because of that Mm. we can ask him anything and and the only thing we we really want to ask is just to stay connected to him and I thought to myself you've got it yeah 
you've got that's that's the truth that's that's John 15 explained yep ask for anything in my mind in name he's not just saying ask for all these cool things so that your life is better so that no one gets hurt in your family so that everything works out no he's saying when you're in me you'll understand that your asking will just be can I stay in you and and part of the asking could be so God help me I want to ask God how do I live not of this world that's right. How do I? I'm asking you to bring forth the fruit of the spirit of me. So, so if you're listening to this and you're intrigued, and so can I say, so read Galatians yep. five and yep. and ask yourself where you fit in it. That's right. And I think the ask me also is like it's saying if you remain in me, you'll ask like I ask. That's right. Your heart will be like my yep. heart. And so it's almost I. I wonder if you could say so when you hear what people ask, you can hear where their starting point is. And that's the other question I wrote down to ask ourselves was, how are we not of this world? And then the next one was, how how is Jesus not of this world? And how are we not of this world? Because he says, you're not of this world as I am not of it. So Uh ask ourselves, how is Jesus not of this world? He's born from above. He lived on this world primarily in relationship with his Father Father in heaven, with going to be with his father when he died on earth. So he just didn't live for now and this moment and this time. He lived in this time for his eternal relationship with the father, which was before he came and was going to be after he came. And we too in Christ are born from above of the Father mm. and are to live for that eternal relationship. And he with prioritized the Father, mm. the father yeah. in the middle of ministry yeah. and work and yeah. pressure. He prioritized resting in his Father. The it eternal. Was a high priority for yeah. the way he actually lived, not just the way he mm. thought. You're right, the eternal. But he, he lived a life yep. where he didn't look to cling to the things of this earth. Yep. So if we want to be little Jesus is, if we want to follow in his way and practice the way of Jesus, mm. we fight to rest. With we yes. fight to slow down. We yeah. fight to to go, God, things are really high pressure for me right now. I need to clear some time for you. And, and it's not just we fight for rest. We fight to rest in the Father. That's right. Now we fight to know him in our yeah. situation. We're not fighting for a holiday. No. It, it may have to be a holiday, but we're fighting um, to be in that relationship in eternity. That's right. That's above the trouble while we're in the trouble. Ephesians 2. And, and, and so we're not always going to be plucked out of it and escape from it, yeah. but we're fighting to live in this world of this relationship with the Father in Jesus Christ yeah. by the Holy Spirit. And, and and with the sense, it's eternal now. This is a good word. Yeah. Aren't you lucky that you're listening to this, guys? Yeah. <laughs> and, and the other thought that comes it's out rich. before we, uh, well, I've got heaps of other thoughts, but one of the thoughts I had was just that's interesting, starting in chapter Verse 11, mm. um, I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. So mm. we've been talking about that. Yes. I'm coming to you, Holy Father. Here it is. Yep. Keep them in your name, huh. which you have given me, yes. that they may be one, even as we are one. That comes up again towards the end of the chapter. There's this massive thought yes. that all of us together who believe in Jesus Christ, who believe the Father is the one true God and accept his word and obey it, are one, mm. are one. Because 
just as the Father and Jesus want that is a mm. mystery and a marvel and a miracle, but Jesus says it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, while I was with them, I kept them. I'm emphasizing the kept them in your name, which you have given me. Mm. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction. That scripture may be fulfilled, but now I am coming to you. And these things I speak in the world that they may have their, my joy in themselves. Mm-hmm. I have given them your word, and mm-hmm. the world has hated them because they are not of the world and not of, just as I am not of the world. So how am I not of the world? How was Jesus not of the world? Mm-hmm. Here's the point I'm coming to. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. Mm-hmm. And my thought is this, and I was just praying about this the other day, I realised God was saying, you cannot keep yourself from the evil one. You cannot keep yourself from sin. You cannot keep mm-hmm. yourself, um, yeah, you cannot keep yourself in Christ. Yeah. We need the Father to be keeping us. Mm-hmm. There is no point in our Christian life where the weight of responsibility mm-hmm. for our salvation shifts from Jesus in the Father to us. Mm-hmm. From beginning to end, it's yep. all in Christ. Yes. And and the picture here is that the world is actually a lost place, a dark place, yes. where everyone's serving themselves mm-hmm. primarily. Yep. You know, and, and anytime they're not, it's calculated and conditional and yep. measured yep. at the end of the day it is serving themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh and God has rescued us mm, from that, mm. and He's brought us into what could look like a Noah's Ark, but it's a relationship. That's a relationship with yep. Jesus Christ. That's eternal yep. now in His saving grace, yes. and we could call in His blood covenant. Mm-hmm. And and yet we're still in the world, and in that relationship is our safe place. Mm-hmm. Is our kept place, yes. and our responsibility is to stay in relationship. Mm. His responsibility is to keep us from the evil one and to keep us from sin. And so, when I realise this is why Jesus doesn't judge the world, because He knows there's no one in this world who won't sin. There's no one who's strong enough. There's no one who's yep. good enough. Yep. This is why he, He's not just a self improvement project. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the law. Here's what you do. I've modelled it. Now you do it. No, mm. it's I have modelled it. I had given it, mm-hmm. but you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Come into me. Great. Come in by faith. And, and so it's the encouragement to know that we got this this is so important to get that somehow we train ourselves to stay in Christ. Mm. As a John 15, remain in me. Mm. Um, what we, you were talking about before, like you're doing the, the fight of faith to, to press back into Christ when it mm. we feels like all the trouble of the world is, is mm. like getting in between us. Mm-hmm. And so we just push back through. We're not trying to save ourselves. We're not trying to be super Christian. We're not trying to never sin. We're yep. just trying to remain in Christ yeah. and to stay in faith and to stay in trust. Yep. And, and at that place, we don't tend to sin as much because um, yeah, right. sin is primarily unbelief. Yeah. Right. So that's my little preach there. That's great. Uh, yeah. Should we hit verse 20? Yeah, verse, no, verse 17 and 19. Uh, Sanctify them in the truth. Mm-hmm. Your word is the truth. Now, Elijah was talking about this before, that washing ourselves with the truth. Mm. Sanctification could mean holy. Mm. And we've just been a whole session on that one, that one line. Holy them. 
in the truth. Your word is the truth. And, mm-hmm. and so this is why we, we read the word. This is why we open ourselves up to it. We want mm-hmm. God, the Holy Spirit, to be washing our heart and our soul with the word of God. Because as he washes us with the word, mm-hmm. he removes unbelief. Yep. He removes the things in us that yep. are actually choking our faith and keeping it from flowing freely and growing. Sanctification is not so much him adding something to us. We've got it all in Christ. But it's freeing up what's in us that is still blocking what we have from flowing. And it tends to be anxieties and Mm. fears and and just unknown mindsets from our past that Mm. we just don't know how they're affecting us. But at a certain point, the Holy Spirit says, come on, Paul, trust me here. You don't need to see. You can trust me without seeing or Mm. or something like that. And it's a different spirit, but it's a it's a it's a significant moment when we surrender to that sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit yep. and the Word of God, yep. and then it's a process yep. as we work it out. Yep. And Jesus gave us the strange verse, and for their sake I sanctify myself. Mm. Same word as in John seventeen that they also may be sanctified in truth. Mm-hmm. And we see here that Jesus had to offer Himself in obedience to the Father. And that's called to sanctify himself. And we know in Hebrew somewhere he was made perfect by his obedience and by his suffering. The thing, the fact is, Jesus was not obedient until he was obedient. Uh, And so he was not an obedient son until there had been something that he had to obey the Father in. And, And it almost, there had to be something that he had to push against his feelings and to trust the Father when, as he said, my soul is troubled by this. And that's what sanctification looks like in us is when we're trusting the Father against actually our own soul. And and that the Word of God is true and I am not. That's Um, great. And there's going to be a cost in our sanctification. There's going to be some sense of dying to, to things that we actually thought were maybe good. They might have been good, but they're just not God. Yep. Anyway, so that's this is an important process, and we're not going to talk any more about it today because there's more to go on to. Mm. But but ask the Holy Spirit. Just sit there and say, Holy Spirit, what does it look like for me to be in John 17? Mm. Sanctify me in truth. Your word is truth. Mm. Just take it on. Just commit yourself to be in that text and, and to keep coming back to stay in it. It looks a bit like... Um, I see in there, John 5, I think it's verse 27, when he talks about the washing of the bride mm. with the water of the word, that, that she would look radiant. Mm. Uh, Jesus needs wants his church to look bright That's great. and light in this world. Sons of light, we read mm. in, in John 12, 36. We want to be mm. the sons of his light. Mm. And he's, he's got to wash away the stuff that's obstructing the light. That's great. Um, let's go on, read from verse 20 to the end of the chapter. Here we go. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. 
then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Mm-hmm. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in wow. them. Yeah. So the results of being sanctified is going to be people around us will know about Jesus because we're going to be more like him. Yep. Also, yeah. I believe, I mean, I, this prayer kind of extends beyond the disciples. I mean, oh, it does. We can yeah. own those other ones, but this really is the yeah. one for us. Yeah. <laughs> do not ask, verse 20, for these only, the 11 in the room, mm. but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That's us. Yeah. I, I a couple of years ago, um, had a look at this afresh. It was the uh, 2018, it was over the summer going into 2019. And I had a real shift in me, um, particularly about everything. Uh, and and as you know, many even know, I've been involved in church leading shop well, for 40 years this year, uh, since 1981. And, and we decided to see the church cry. We decided to see the gospel being effective and reaching people all that time. And, and we've tweaked and done so many things to try and be more effective. Uh, and Elijah's been part of that for the last 10 or so years. And, mm-hmm. uh, and just really a desire. And, and we see it happening all around us in conferences and um, workshops and all sorts. And I was reading these verses and I made a connection between John 17 and John 20. Father, sanctify them in your truth. Your word is true. He's asking them to do one thing that involves our response. And then he says, I'm praying for all those who believe in me because of their word. And I had Mm. this thought, Hmm. because largely in New Zealand, people aren't believing in God because of the word that is coming. The sound... So I'm extending the word and just broadening it a little bit because of the sound that's coming message in my out of the church. Through well, the what message. is logos? Yeah, uh, it's it's translated word. It could translated message. So it's it's what is the overall sound that is coming mm. out of the church in New Zealand? Mm. And and from my looking on, it is not causing people to believe in Jesus. Mm. One or two here or there, but not the norm. Not with effectiveness. Mm. And so the thought I had was this. We need a new sound. Mm. Our sound is not doing the job Mm. that it's meant to be doing. It's not causing others to hear God. They're not causing others to hear the heart of the Father. It's not causing others to be drawn to the Father. And this is not our, you should be saved. This is just our sound that's coming out of how we live together, Mm. how we love one another, how we talk about God in our own life. And then you realise, if we need a new sound, Mm -hmm. we need a new heart. Mm -hmm. Because out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm. Out of the heart comes the issues of life. Mm. And so I started to think that maybe John 17, 17, is the, is the great church growth strategy 
that I've never heard presented in a conference on how to build churches that change the world, mm. uh, at least not in the last 30 years. And and saying, God, we need a new heart in the church. Mm. We need our heart of the church washed by the Word of God afresh. Come Holy Spirit, wash us. We need to completely be renewed in our heart. Mm. You know, free up our hearts. Mm. Get rid of all the junk that we've built around them and that the world's built around them. All the anxieties, all the anxieties to have great churches mm. as well as the anxieties to do okay in the mm. world. We need a clean, free heart that's one with mm. God in so, heaven, so we'll have a clean, free message, a mm. sound, a testimony, a conversation, prayer, declaration, chatter, a clean, free sound coming out of the church so that people around us will start to believe in Jesus. I, I believe another picture yeah. could be that when we have, you know, the Holy Spirit testifies to our spirit, then we testify. So as our heart is hearing the word and the testimony and the, the work of the Holy Spirit, we make, that becomes our sound. And that speaks to the hearts of people around us, not just to their heads. Totally. Yeah. I think that, you know, the big, the big, you, you're so right. And it's interesting because it seems that the focus for us is not actually the message. And the focus for us is not, it's unity. Mm. So it's not, it's well, it not. it comes into that next, yeah. It does, it's kind yeah. of everything. It does. Because. And that seems to be the vision. It is. Of this prayer. It is. The vision is if we will be yep. in unity, then that will equal the world knowing. Well, I think the two, we, we need a heart, we need a sound, and, 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 we, and we will have, because the unity is a fruit. It's a consequence. It's not a work. Not an achievement. No. You know, the church is one in Christ. Yep. Uh, we just need the sanctifying work yep. of God to remove from us the things that are causing us right. to not be living in that oneness. So the vision is unity. Yeah. The strategy is sanctification. Yeah. And, and, and so we need the many languages, the mm. many sounds, voices yeah, that are giving the same testimony of yep. Jesus. Yep. Uh, and not the Tower of Babel, everyone had one language. God split the people up so they all had mm. many languages. Mm. But that, that wasn't a bad thing. Now they can learn to listen to one another and all have the same testimony yep. in their different languages of God. And but, let's, let's, yeah. just talk, let's not just talk in future tense. This is here. This is now. There is yeah. there's lots of conversations. There is lots of connection that is unity when you're kind of like, oh, you're not, you know, like that. There's lots of conversations that I've had um, where I'm like, oh, I'm not the only one feeling right. this way. That's yeah. right, yeah. There's there was, always more going on than what we can see. And that's part of the, the spirit of the world, outside in. Mm. The spirit of God is always inside out. But, mm. but let's, yeah, and we need to just allow ourselves to see these verses about unity. So, that they may all be one, he says in verse 21. Yeah. That they may all be one. And and I've long believed, you know, that we are one in Christ. Um, this is, this is the glory is on the unity. Mm. And the unity is in Christ. It's mm. not in us figuring out how to be one. It's not in us all showing up at one church service at a certain time and certain place. Those things can happen, but it's a spirit of unity. We know from Ephesians uh, 3, Four verse three, a spirit of unity, and it's the it's this this incredible picture, isn't it? Verse twenty three, I and them, and you and me, that they may be completely or perfectly one. Mm. Christ in us, mm -hmm. and the Father in Christ. Mm. 
We're, we're living as one with God in heaven, mm. the creator. The whole creation needs us to live mm. as one with the creator so he can bring mm. his blessing back to the creation. Mm. Uh, this is one of the reasons Jesus says, I'm praying for my those who believe in me, not for the world. Mm. Because the church, those who believe in him, are the way that faith comes to those who don't believe in him. Yes. Uh, and he's praying for us to be in him, to be in one. Um, Father, I desire that they also whom you've given me be with me where I am. He wants us to make it to eternity. Yes. He wants us to be with him forever in eternity. Yeah. Um, and verse 26, I've made known to them your name, and I'll mm. continue to make it known. Mm. Do you like that, people? To all who believe in me as these 11 did, I will continue to make known the name of the Father. Yep. And if you already know, Jesus is working today, praying today that you will continue to live knowing your Father in heaven. Mm. And then he says that the love which you, with which you have loved me, mm-hmm. may be in them, and I in them. Mm. And and uh, what an amazing statement! Jesus is saying to us, "I'm praying to the Father for you. I'm continuing to pray to the Father for you, yep. my church on earth now, yep. way down. All those who believe in my name mm-hmm. from this time, that the same love yep. which the Father had for me, His Son Jesus Christ." Mm-hmm may be in them, mm. may be in us, as Christ would be in mm. us. Yeah. Now, how do we love one another as Christ loved us? We come before the Father and we begin to see that the same love that he had for Jesus, he has for us. Yeah. And not only for us, could be in us. Mm. And we know Romans is at 5.5, 5, God will pour out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who he gave us. So a lovely encouraging mm. verse, but also a verse of responsibility. Yes. So Father, how today we come to receive your love afresh. Yep. We want to lift our eyes above all the trouble around us and lift our lives above all the good things around us. Mm-hmm. And we want to live with them on you in heaven yeah. and live with them seeing how you love Jesus, seeing how Jesus loved the Father, mm-hmm. and, and seeing how we're in that love. Mm-hmm. We're right in there. We're right in that love. We're right in that relationship. Mm-hmm. We're right in that one spirit, that same spirit that's mm-hmm. between Jesus and the Father. We're in there. That's yep. the Holy Spirit. Yep. And, and he is a person in himself, but he's one with the Father and with Jesus. He's the love between them, and he's the love in us. Mm. And so, Father, baptize us today afresh mm. uh, with your love. And one of those I've been training myself to think recently is rather than saying, oh, come Holy Spirit and fill me with love, is saying, no, Paul, I come into this love. Mm. I come into this love because mm. I've been invited Mm. I've been invited. We've all been invited. We come into this love that's between Jesus and the Father. Yeah. That's the Holy Spirit. And uh, that the love with which you've loved me, Jesus said, may be in them. Mm. This is what he's got for us. This is what we're after in discipleship. Mm. And this is what will bring forth the fruit um, mm. that, that will bring forth the word that will cause faith to grow around yeah, us. That's right. Amen. Awesome, that's great. And that's that's us. 
That is uh, John 12 to 17, done and dusted. Done and dusted, the acceleration mode. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Let us know if you want to hear more. Yeah, as I said at the start, contact us. We'd love to hear from you. And um, yeah, we just want to be helpful. So just Mm. praying for you, praying for your your, uh, apprenticing under Jesus. And I'm praying for, yeah, praying for the church across the world, really, that we would love one another as Jesus has loved us by his spirit. Uh, awesome. Have a, have a good one. Wherever you are, whoever you are, be blessed. Amen. Aroha nui. Thanks for listening to Rhythms Podcast. Remember, you can find the Bible plan for this week at unitechurch.org.nz. We'd love for you to join us as we practice the daily rhythm of reading the word and opening our hearts up to the authentic love and person of Jesus Christ. If you want to get a hold of me, you can find me at Elijah at unitechurch.org.nz and Paul at paul at chasingtruth.nz. Aroha nui.